So welcome to the second episode of Insecurity, the follow-up podcast to Insecure on HBO. I'm Crystal. And I am Hey Friend. Hey. Hey. And so, episode two. Episode two. Is My it me? Goodness. Is the show getting funnier yeah. and funnier already? Oh, I had several <laughs> moments of just losing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like pause wait a second I right. have to maintain my composure before I move on I love the opening scene because I'm, ready I am finally on the Game of Thrones wave okay. it took me six years okay, is that okay. how long it's been I, I don't know because Five I'm years. a little scared of Game of Thrones you don't watch it I get scared easily I don't know why I thought I remember you tweeting like I'm the very, winter is coming oh no <laughs> I don't even know what that means <laughs> I, I know was... there's a bad bitch named Khaleesi okay uh, because uh, somebody said that to me at a Beyonce concert. They were like, Beyonce, you're my Khaleesi. Oh my and I don't get that, but I understand Khaleesi. Oh, so then you're just as shit. bad as I am because I was like a late bloomer for Game yeah, of Thrones. Oh, so no, that's why late. when I when uh, the episode came on yeah. and Issa starts talking about being Straight, Khaleesi, yes. I died. I loved it. Her so if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know, I know that you died at that part. Do you want your man or not? Do you know your plans or not? You gonna go back home or not? You gonna claim your throne or not? Is you Khaleesi or that other bitch whose name I don't remember? Lisa, huh? I'm hungry. Let's go. Okay. So cute and sort of. So in this first scene, she's in the mirror and she's trying to figure out what she's gonna do about Lawrence, the right. boyfriend. Because at this point, you know, when we left, she had been, she basically abandoned that. Ignoring him. It was like, I can't do this right now, you I'm know. Kissing on Daniel. <laughs> kissing on Daniel. You know you didn't have no business, but you know, it's fine. So she's trying to figure out what she's gonna do about this Lawrence situation and Lawrence is also like knee deep in his feelings. He's mm-hmm. going through it, feeling inadequate. Right. Because his friends are like all popping and doing major things and he's just kind of feeling, you know, left behind or like he's not really successful or doing anything with himself. And I found that, I mean, I I see why we're getting that side of the story, like because it explains more about why he is a bum nigga. <laughs> Like, we're kind of understanding, you know, there's probably some depression he's dealing with here. True. And so, you know, that's something to take into consideration. But how many of us have been in that same position? Right. Where we feel like we're not really doing anything and the people around us are just taking off and doing amazing Yeah, and it was kind of bugged out to hear his friend, um, I think his name was Chad, that he called on the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was just me, but Chad had that, like... Like, you know when you have that bum friend that always has a bunch of ideas but never follows through? Yeah. You know, everyone has right. that friend. Everybody has that friend who picks up projects all the all time. All the time and is always like, yo, I'm doing this I'm new doing thing. This. So that's why he was yeah. like, how's boop-de-whoop? And then... <laughs> because it doesn't even matter what right. it is. Like, he, it, the guy, Lawrence is like, what was it called? Like, Something uh, totally I different. The name, he's like, I mean, you know, it's like, like womp womp it's an or app something. Now and you know, it's just hard because there's so many apps out here. It's just like, yeah. Oh. And then Chad was kind of like, all right, well, that's cool, man. You know, like whatever. And right. then he asked about Issa, and he basically was like, yeah, that's not going well. He's like, all right, but you good though, right? <laughs> like he was he's not, like, not really, you know, totally I was, checked out. I was kind of calling to, you know, talk a little bit. And he's like, okay, cool. Let me call you back after the game. Because like, the game's on. <laughs> paying no attention to him, so. I I kind of felt bad for yeah. Lawrence because he's going through it and now he's clearly done fucked up as far as this relationship is concerned. Um, but getting back to 
Issa, she so we're getting so we're getting we're getting into these scenes where we're sort of figuring out some of the backstory behind the problems in their relationship. And then we're getting to Issa and Molly talking and um, Issa talking about how she's feeling sexually unfulfilled and using some very like bold and clear <laughs> language to express this, which I love. And I'm so glad this show is on HBO because they basically they can have speak no rules. As right. crass as <laughs> <laughs> just as rude and as filthy <laughs> as they want to. And she's saying, I'm just not getting dicked down the way I deserve. You know? And that's straight up. <laughs> <laughs> how long can I be expected? Right. To, to just go along with mediocre sex. And Molly's like, but he's nice and he's good. But you know what's interesting? Stable. I think, I almost wonder if this is a grass is greener type thing too, though. Because if you have a dude that treats you like that all the time, then you're like, I want him to be more romantic and mm-hmm. catering. Then you get the catering romantic dude and then you're like, I want my ass up. Right. <laughs> Face down, whatever she said. <laughs> right. So Lawrence's problem is probably that he's not putting it down. And then Period. he's also kind of checked out emotionally, too. Like, right. he's just there. It would be different probably if he was, like, catering to her and really listening to her and they were having these in-depth conversations. But that's not really happening either. So he's just kind of clocked out of everything. Yeah, you're right. That's probably the biggest issue is that they're not... I don't see the parts where they're communicating. Maybe we'll get to that part yeah. like later on in the season, obviously. But right now, it's like she's checked out because she doesn't because she feels neglected, and then he's checked out because he feels lonely. Yeah. So it's like I'm wondering the emotional intelligence is kind of missing. Yeah. Well, we get them. to that a little bit towards the end of the, the episode, end. right? But right. you know, so maybe sort we'll of. see. <laughs> sort of, you know, kind of. Where they but. start talking about uh, <laughs> Thug Yoda. Oh, <laughs> that's brazy, man. When I tell you, I was in. We'll get there. But I was in fucking tears. <laughs> He's in Bear Bear for ABBs. <laughs> her ABBs. <laughs> I couldn't. I actually I couldn't. I screamed when he said, My daughter's like a little Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so many gems. It was just, it's very well written. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but so Issa's complaining about not getting dicked down, and Molly is telling her, Well, listen, girl, the other side of it is this app life. And you're not built for that. Right. <laughs> and I love the breakdown oh, of the yes. apps because I don't use apps, so I'm not familiar with the different, like, yeah. I guess the the market of mm-hmm. men you find on each one. So I have been on most dating apps, but I have not used them to date, right. which is strange. Really? So what did you use them for? Well, sometimes it was just to see who else was on there. <laughs> Like a social network. <laughs> yes. Like a, I mean, kind of, yes. Right. So, um, but I don't really use them. Or, and other times it was because me and my friends were all on Skype, like, let's get on a dating app For and fun. create some, yeah, <laughs> something very stupid like that. <laughs> so I knew, you know, on some sites, like the super free ones where there's nothing required to sign up at all. Right. You get the worst guy. What did he say? The bootleg and chill? Yeah. He's eating chicken. Yes. <laughs> How about we skip on this and have our own dinner? You be the six and I be the nine. <laughs> like, oh, but then, then she found the whole tip. Oh, yes. The one that sells Obama right. puzzles the at one. the market. <laughs> and had the nerve to judge her. She was like, nigga, really? Like, she ain't been to the beach since college. But she fucked him anyway. <laughs> Because he was fine. Because he was cute. You know, sometimes it just goes down like that. <laughs> so she's telling Issa, you know, you may have a boring man at home who ain't doing you right, but this app shit, this is, is not, not fun either. Right. Maybe I can take a look at those apps like you, girl. Girl, calm down. 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 Calm
Find me on the podcast now. You're not about this app life. Try me. Bitch, I'm not gonna sign up. I just wanna see what's out there. Alright. You asked for it. Check it. That's okay, Cupid. It's free, so it's like bottom of the barrel boobs. Bought a bunch of new movies at the barbershop. Food leg and chill. Oh, which I feel like apps are so ubiquitous now in society. It's almost like that's the way to date. I just cannot get with it. Yeah, I can't. I, I was never really with dating sites, and the apps are just kind of worse. To yeah, me. I don't know. I I haven't tried it, so I guess I can't really say mm-hmm. how I feel about it. But I, it hasn't called to me. I'm yeah. a big, you know me. I'm an energy yeah. person. Oh, yeah. I need to like. I gotta feel your vibes. Yeah, I gotta walk past <laughs> you and see if I like you. If I yeah. like how you smell, how you look, yeah. <laughs> your conversation. There's I need just, to hear it. There's only so much you can tell about a person through the phone, a profile, right? Or a profile. There's just a certain amount of sexual chemistry, or just being around another person, like their energy or their vibes, like you're saying, like. That could, there could easily be something about somebody that gets on your nerves, and you would never know it through weeks a of picture, online dating. Right. right. <laughs> but then you get in person and they suck their teeth every two minutes, and you're like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> I had no, I was almost falling in love with you, and I can't do, like, you're so annoying. Right. No, I, that's why I'm like, I don't know. I, yeah. I think. The fun part of dating for me is it was always the I guess the honeymoon period that people call it. Oh yeah, where you guys are getting to know each other, having conversations, kind of seeing like if you connect, if you right. vibe, seeing if you like the same things. I like seeing um, the things people can come up with, like yo, let's go do this and that. And I feel, and obviously I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. People who link up digitally tend to stay digital, like they'll mm. text more. You know, I, at least I see it from my experience with people around me. They'll, like, mm-hmm. text with these people for weeks, you know, and it's <laughs> well, more texting. texting is my preferred method of communication. Really? But I Not me. I, I like calling. Not, oh, oh, I loathe, if I like you, if I like you. I loathe the telephone. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't like to call anyone that I could see in person. Really? So if it's just as easy, if you're 15 minutes away, I'd rather go to your house than oh, call yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. For sure. I just hate talking on the phone because then I feel like I'm being, I hate FaceTime because I feel like I'm expected to FaceTime. FaceTime and nothing else. I hate that. The phone is only okay if I can multitask. My, I had an ex like that who would, he wouldn't even call or text. Yeah. He communicated via FaceTime. I, and that used to drive me up the wall because oh sometimes I'm not in the mood to FaceTime. I don't want to hold the phone. I don't want to hold have this combo with you. Is that weird? I feel the same way. Everybody FaceTimes like off top and I'm like, if you don't text me and ask, I will not accept your And you're at home bummed out. Like, I don't want to have to like run to the bathroom and brush my hair. Now I have to worry about what I look like. And then I have to hold the phone to look at you. Like, I don't want to it's not my preferred mode of right. communication, but I do I do like talking to people on the phone. Mm-mm. If I like you, though, I, I had to make that clear because I'm not a big chit-chat phone person. Yeah. But if I'm dating you and, you know, I, I obviously I like to have like long conversations trying to see where you're at. But I feel like these dating apps, keeping it digital, mm-hmm. kind of take away from you spending that kind of time with each other and seeing how you feel, you know, because it yeah. is, um, like I said, the people around me that I've noticed, it is very quick. It's yeah. like... Profile match, 
texting, date, then it's done. Yeah, no. I like to have those long conversations where you get to know a person in person. Yeah. I don't like to do those on the phone because I will definitely be distracted. <laughs> and that's a conversation I should be paying attention to. Right. But if you call me trying to have a real conversation, I'm definitely going to be smoking something on the side or watching TV real low right. or something else. Watching I'm not going to be getting... <laughs> doing my Beyonce fan art. <laughs> so, you know... No, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's wretched. No, it would never <laughs> see the light of day but just you, you know, know I'm gonna ask you my wig sketches <laughs> you have to come see my new place I'm down the street from you I know I and saw. you have to come see but um anyway what were we talking about <laughs> I don't even know needing a date one-on-one in oh, person right. yeah yes. so and not I, so digital yeah I don't meet people from online I, I don't have a lot of experience with that but I would rather do the whole long conversation thing face to face just because the phone doesn't work for me yeah in that capacity I just yeah I won't do it I would rather be around you you know I yeah would, I'm a little old school in that sense too so I yeah. guess we haven't moved with the times <laughs> for that but I yeah. thought it was cute to see Molly kind of schooling Issa like yeah, listen like, girl, are you sure you could break up with him if you want to but, but this Y'all is the could market. work through this, and it's bad out here. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, this is the market. Right. And then we see Molly finally meet someone who seems so chill. I was like, this guy is nice. Ordering Argentinian Malbec, you know? And I was like, okay. And, this and they can have pronounce the- Malbec. <laughs> <laughs> and they had cute conversation you know right. it just seems to be aligned and vibing when you know when you click with someone yeah. and, and they get your jokes you get theirs and everything's just funny yeah, and cool yeah the timing is just good between everything. the two of you the chemistry's great and he had a similar experience of feeling rejected by black women even right. though he likes to date them but right. feeling like black women just weren't feeling him she was like nigga please you know right but that's the exact same thing she goes through so, right. so it she was like she right. found she kind of let her guard someone. down a little bit and then <laughs> and then as soon as the date is over <laughs> Here this nigga go. <laughs> <laughs> How mad he whispered it though. Right. He's talking about, so we fucking or not. You trying to fuck though? You motherfucker. All right. You think that just because you know some fancy wine speak, I'm just supposed to let you take me home? What, three glasses of Spanish wine means me fuck? More about Argentinian, but. <sighs> I spent all this time trying to make sure that my pussy is fixed. But it turns out you are just like every other single asshole out here. I didn't make my pussy. Niggas like you were my ass. And she just, she, I mean, not lost it. She didn't have, like, a meltdown, but she was definitely just frustrated. Oh, she did, yeah. Because she was just like, like, really? It's not even my fault. Like, it's not me. It's not my pussy. I took this self-care day, which we should talk about. <laughs> her vajayshul. She had her vajayshul. I guess some, she just said somebody spritzed at her vulva, which is... <laughs> she did some blue bubbles. I could have told you when you said you saw it on Dre's Instagram that you shouldn't go. <laughs> but that's all right, friend. We all Molly. Molly, that's all right. <laughs> That's all right. It just, you know, that's she's she's realizing it's not me. It's y'all like this. is Y'all are the ones. Right. I'm dealing with this. Y'all are the cause of my broken right. pussy, as she put it so eloquently. Right. <laughs> I'm not pleased sexually because I'm not even pleased emotionally or intellectually. I can't even get pleasure from interacting with y'all. Right. In a non-sexual manner. So no wonder my vagina is just like, girl, I'm done. I'm and not. it made you wonder, like, I mean, I can't you can't really blame it on apps because I think the sex question like what's too soon and you know yeah and just all that even just respectability politics all the things that come in but it she was saying with the app stuff like it almost seems like that's always the quick lead-in 
is like, all right, so are we about to fuck? Like, what's, you know, what's right. next? So he kind of proved that and yeah. it sucked because she's just like, all right, I'm good. I'm and it good. would be different if she was feeling the same way. Like, yeah. you know, who cares? Whatever. Let's just get down for Yeah, whatever. that's but what she wanted. It just reinforces the But because stereotype. she's not looking for that and she's yeah. looking for something more, I think she's feeling like defeated. Those of you who are listening, if you are on dating apps, I'd love to know if that's <laughs> what you feel, the vibe, the general vibe is, you know, yeah. whether you're interested in that or not, um, if that seems to just be what it is with yeah. these dating apps where it's like, y'all going to leave the out, restaurant. Help us out because we are app phobic. Yeah. <laughs> so hit us up, hashtag insecurity or at insecure HBO. Let us know how you guys are dating. But I think I've heard from people who are like, you know, if you want something more serious, go on the apps like... You know, the ones that are like, this is all about religion. They're billed <laughs> as like the more serious websites. Oh. But then those are like 85% women. <laughs> so wow. you're like, <laughs> so like the find pool a husband. Is... <laughs> right. So it's like, <laughs> the pool is about what it is in real life. Right, um, right. Of men Not looking so for a different. wife. Right, right. Versus... That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, and those of you listening to, I'm wondering the apps that you pay more for. Do you feel that the pool, yeah, like you have better chances to get like a quality dude? I would think you so, would think? but maybe not because they're investing in it more. So maybe. Yeah, but that's 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 the positive, optimistic way to look at it. Right. Or you could be me and look at it like the real creeps will spend money to get to, to, to play scam pretend. women that they think are right. maybe you know have more to lose. Yikes. Yeah. So you could look at it either way. So in you know? other words, <laughs> whether it's sucks. in real life or the apps, <laughs> dating sucks. It's awful. <laughs> and that's what Molly was trying to get Issa to see. Like, girl, you've been out the game for a while. You don't understand. Like, you forgot. She's like, all right. Are you sure? (laughs) And And then Molly goes to work and her her, uh, co-worker with the, like, fiancé talk. And she's just just a bad combination from her having to come off of that date that just did not work. Right. And it broke my heart for her to kind of see how she got her hopes up a little bit and then just broken in that and then back same to reality, breath. right? And th- that scene at work was particularly like painful. I think because they had just been talking about how Molly was like this legal genius and had found some loophole or whatever and had saved the company however much money or whatever. And then here come the bosses to say, "Okay, great job this morning, Molly. Okay, let's talk about your engagement, <laughs> right in front of marriage." love and I something I noticed that I loved about uh, the writers or Issa whoever did this the bosses there's one male one female and they flipped the um, typical gender roles uh, the female boss was like very stoic and like I heard about your engagement haven't had the chance to formally mm. congratulate you and then the male boss is like have you started planning yet <laughs> oh my god you're gonna be so stressed right. the date? like he's all excited you right know? I love that you noticed those details cause yeah. you, I remember you noticed with the teacher in the yeah. first episode being it's Asian cause stuff male. like that matters right. it matters to not reinforce those stereotypes so very I thought true. it was very nice that they turned that on its head that's cool but just so shitty for Molly like oh this won't she has to share an office with this woman who's getting married so the entire wedding planning process is going to be in front of her Valentine's Day (laughs) oh god holidays all of that shit where you get stuff at work and oh the bouquets all of her birthday (laughs) 
it's gonna be I like how we're foreseeing all the gifts I'm thinking about every office job I've ever had and like especially Valentine's Day if you're single and don't want to be going to (laughs) that day at work that day at work is so painful and then people giving you the the like here I bought you a car got you a Godiva I know today's I know today's hard (laughs) you're like I don't want your pity chocolate bitch or they're like don't worry you'll find someone yeah like okay Thanks. You're right. People, right. People get married and like want to rub it in your face almost. Like I have done a thing and you haven't. Like okay, bitch, congratulations. See, my friends are opposite. My friends that are married are like, girl, don't trip. Stay single. Wait. Don't have kids. Oh yeah. Oh Wait. no. Mine love texting me about their husbands. Don't get married. This nigga's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't clean anything. He doesn't pack anything. All my friends are like, avoid it. Right. Enjoy your life. Go out here and fuck around. Don't have kids either. It's all All of lie. them. That is so funny. <laughs> some people are real with you about things like pregnancy and childbirth and marriage, and some people are just trying to bullshit Yeah, you. I remember we had an episode on one of our shows about marriage and kids, and the consensus was pretty much that it was a hard, yeah. hard situation of balance. Worth it, but Totally hard. worth it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, what you get from it is amazing, but definitely right. a hard thing to juggle. Having children For women, especially. Especially. Because we shoulder most of the weight. Right. So. The work falls to women by default. And even my friends who, like, are feminist and have feminist husbands say, you know, it's just a fact of the matter, especially right after childbirth. You just end up doing the work because you are, I mean, you're like the feeding vessel for this child. Right. And you've also for the just home given period. birth. Right. Right. So it's just like this This person is basically attached to you. And right. You, and mean, I'm curious if Molly thinks about that. Right. You know, like, does she realize what she's, what she's wishing for? Because I think a lot of times we get the picture in our head of what we want our lives to look like. Yeah. And then it's like, but are you really thinking about those details and right. how it's going to change Molly needs a married friend who will be she, real with right? her. Because <laughs> she's seeing Issa right now. Yeah. They're chilling, going to the club. But I'm wondering if she understands the weight of everything and if right. she's actually ready. And not just following, like, a chronological timeline mm-hmm. that most of us fall into a pattern with. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit more context with Molly um, when Issa was talking about how... Like, when she was telling her the story, and Issa said, bitch, you grew up in L.A., you never been to the beach. And she's like, well, I'm from the hood, so, you right. know, my block is all I know, basically. Right. So she probably was, you know, growing up in the hood and had big dreams, and she's been able to get herself a really long fucking way. Like, to go from being a girl who never went to the beach growing up to be this successful, high-powered attorney yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So she's like, you know, I've worked hard and been on my shit, and I've gotten my shit together, so how come this last piece isn't falling into place and it can be hard to let go of that dream that's true I could totally relate to to that yeah Yeah. you're right because uh I mean I I wouldn't say that it's just because of being from the hood because I was going to say one thing when you're from the hood and you grow up poor you have these images of like what it means to be successful so that people will no longer view you as a hood person and you get these images in your head and this picture of like I have to have this house this job this man you know and And her apartment's gorgeous what her apartment and her dog Flavor Flav (laughs) so cute this is just so real yeah so I can kind of feel her on that where it's like you get these pictures in your head of what will it take for me to be deemed successful you know I grew up on the black side of town Mm -hmm. but not what I would call hood at all like we didn't really have that kind of existence separation right I mean 
not that I was unfamiliar with it because my grandma stayed in the hood. I mean, it was it's difficult to explain, but it's like mm-hmm. the black side of the city. So right. there's a general sense of poverty across the neighborhoods, but there's a difference from block to block, if that makes any sense. Right. So I had those same dreams. Like I had that same picture in my head of what my life was going to be like at 30 or whatever. And so you get to that age and maybe things aren't the way you you thought they would be. And it was hard enough for me to, you know, let go of what I thought my life was going to be. At 30. Although I did it way before 30. (laughs) I let it go way before 30. (laughs) At around 26, I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. This isn't, it's not going to work out. And I think you think 30 is so much older than it actually is when you're younger. When you're seven or eight. Right, 30 seems so, and then by the time you hit 30, you're like, I'm just starting to like, like I'm just now an adult. Get my bearings, you know? So, so it's kind of fascinating how the older you get, you kind of start seeing that all those pictures you painted might not, not only might they not pan out, but you start seeing like, where am I getting all these ideas from in the first place? So it's interesting. I I hope we get more into Molly's background because I'm curious to see like, I'm wondering like will we get to see her mom or her family or just kind of get more in depth of like how she became who she is now in comparison to who she was before right that's real and and I think that's what she's going through now that realization that it's not gonna be the way I planned it out and I can have control over things like career or academic work or whatever but I can't control meeting a man worth falling in love with right none of us can and so if you're out there single and frustrated about it you just have to remind yourself I am not in control of meeting a man worth dating or a person worth dating you know that's not if it was up to us those of us who wanted to be married would be married and be married to quality people (laughs) a lot of people are in marriages that are horrible So just for the sake of being married. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's why Molly in that scene um, where she came back home, I think it was after her vajayshul. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) And Issa was was on the couch and she's kind of like, girl, what are you doing here still? Why are you here? And so she was kind of trying to like tell her, like, talk to him, talk to Lawrence, Mm -hmm. go back. Like, don't. Don't give up on that situation because I right. think she's obviously seeing it from the side of not having someone. Right. And then Issa was just kind of like, girl, I'm cool. And then then we cut to her being like, can I borrow some of your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> she's just not trying to go there, yeah. not trying to have that conversation. She wasn't even trying to, she wasn't trying to have that conversation or go home that night. They had at already all. had that awkward confrontation at Rite Aid. Oh God! He had been so. Yeah, it looked like he had been trying to like plan a little surprise. Find her the Drake card. Party. Yeah, <laughs> getting the Drake card. Those cards that they went through. Very cute. I want that Beyonce one. I know it's not real, but like if somebody could send me it, that would be great. Um, <laughs> but like streamers and stuff, <laughs> balloons. Like he was probably planning a little at home party for her. And, and then here she just, was buying a six pack of panties. Like, I'm not coming home. Right. <laughs> panties are the only thing I can borrow from my friends. <laughs> so I'm not coming home. I have to go get some panties. Lawrence? Where have you been, huh? I've been calling you. Oh, I, I, yeah, I have my phone on airplane mode. What the fuck? I'm just buying. You buying panties? Why are you being all loud? Why are you buying a six pack? It's cheaper and it's not like it's the cute kind. Wait, are you not coming home? Lawrence, I'm not going to talk about no, this right no. now. No, 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 no. You can't keep ignoring me, Issa. I want to talk. Lawrence, we are not about to be the black couple fighting in right age. Okay, listen. I know that this is about your birthday, okay? But it's not even about my birthday. See, you don't even. I don't even what. I I can't do this right now. I'm sorry. I I gotta go. Issa. 
And it killed me how in the and at the end of that scene you think, oh, she's had a change of heart because she's like Lawrence. Oh man! And then she asked him for the Rite Aid card so she could get a discount. I said, that's my bitch. <laughs> that is no. something I would do. I'd be like, damn, I don't have my Dwayne Reed card. Can you come over here? And Cause I know, I know I'm gonna get thirty percent off. I was so mad. You know me being the emotional one. I was like, that was me. Oh, I cackled. Cause he walked away like. Come on. Like, I did kind of feel bad <laughs> about the look on his face. Because think about it. If he is going through a depression right now and they're just miscommunicating, oh, that was just the worst. Because yeah, he thought, oh, okay, right. she's, you know, she's she's feeling me right now. And she's mm, like, can no. I have a discount? Because he's panties. Terrible person to date who frequently says the wrong thing. That's me. So that would definitely be something I would do. I would ask you for your card so oh I could get my, my discount. God. You yeah. did say that on the first episode. Girl, I told you. I talk real reckless. I don't understand why anybody ever wants to be with me. Because I just have no filter. So, but anyway. And then we cut to, I believe, the next scene we see Issa coming into work. Yeah. Looking like, like Molly. Molly. Right? With the pump. <laughs> And the suit. And, and those white people are like, what? And she was feeling herself oh, so yes. much that Daniel texts her. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> boy, bye. <laughs> and, uh, Laughs and then throws her phone down and then proceeds to the presentation that she did not prepare for. And said, I'm just going to bullshit this. It is what it is. So <laughs> these white people ain't going to know the difference. Her exact words. And I laughed then, too. But it absolutely did not work. It completely fell apart <laughs> so your groundbreaking idea is to take these kids from the hood and expose them to the arts literally that sentence girl the guy was like so that's it the fine arts the musical arts the one girl was like <laughs> do you have a budget <laughs> like did you write any of this shit down you don't even know which arts in particular <laughs> so it, the presentation got away from her really quickly and they started all chiming in with their Typical semi-racist ideas. Oh, gosh. I remember when she was like an African drum circle oh, yeah. to help oh, yeah. with aggression. And the white boy's like, well, I took African dance in high school, so I can choreograph. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, this is getting away. Right, so he this can help them make masks. Oh, yes. And was, he said um, oh, hip-hop Shakespeare. See, see. That's when she had to be like, you know what? No. I'm good. And had to take a, obviously was going to have to take a, a real break and come back with something else, something right. substantial. But that scene with her boss in the office was nice because it was it was her saying, okay, you know what, I'm genuinely sorry that I half-assed this. I did not, I thought that I could get away with it. Right. <laughs> but blank. I couldn't. And right, her boss really challenged her on like, is this what you want to do? And I think that motivated Issa to go back and look at the situation more creatively. So when she goes back and has that conversation with, who's the white girl? That, that co-worker that she gets Frida. stuck with. Is that her name? Yeah, Frida. Frida. She, gets stuck. Mm-hmm. She, she and Frida have a tolerate hate who thing going her, on. Who suggested the chain gang for cleaning. Oh, my God. And she turned around and said, let me get this straight. <laughs> to take them to different neighborhoods and to do a community cleanup. You mean take a bunch of black kids and have them clean up the streets like a chain gang? That's the whitest shit you've ever said. You know, community service is cool, but I think I found my stride. I got this. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you. I love how they have the, the like, what I would oh, yeah. say if right. I could If see. I could go off on you right now, you this know is I what can. I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just great. That's the whitest thing you've ever said. <laughs> 
I have wanted to say that. I've actually said that to a white person before, but really? I've wanted, you know what, let's not even do that right now because this is a positive show about a good thing. Anyway, that line was fantastic. I know a lot of us have wanted to yell at coworkers. That's why I love that they have that little flash section because yeah. it's like this is what we're yeah. all thinking in especially this especially in response to stuff like microaggressions, but like it was just so so tone deaf of a suggestion. Like really? You want to take a bunch of black kids around to neighborhoods that they to already clean. know and clean them up? And then offering the sports. Right. Like, as if mm. that's, you know, a dynamic that's going to alter it just, our perspective in any way. Right. So I, I thought that what they came up with at the end was a good idea. And I, you know, I like the way that they tied that all in with the show with like, you know, Issa actually listening to her friend and recollecting that experience and then thinking outside the box about something that these kids like really cannot even envision right of what they wanted to do so yeah and I think it tied in in that moment like you said where Issa kind of realized like at least you know I'm gonna read into it a little deeper but I'm like is she realizing that she's been half-assing everything everything you know like how could you be so uncomfortable with where you are uh, in your career, in your relationship, but then you realize in that moment how much attention have you actually been paying to right. change the energy of Not all of this shit. Not a lot. <laughs> and the moment she sat down with Frida and actually listened to her and then they came, you know, to a, a happy medium, medium yep. and created the beach initiative. <laughs> and now she has something prepared, you know, and I think that kind of planted the seed because then we see... She now decides, she's like, I you know go what, home. I gotta go home. I gotta at least put forth the effort. I'm not even letting him try. Right? She like, turns she into was Khaleesi <laughs> and goes back to her throne. <laughs> okay, I don't get that, but she, <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> she was venting to Molly about, oh, he doesn't get it, and he's this, and he's this, and I think she realized, like, I'm not even letting him try to do better. I'm not sitting I'm, with him talking. <laughs> right, give right. him a chance, just like she gave Frida a chance in that moment. So yeah. I thought that was a cool reflection period that yeah. was nice and then it was nice to kind of see her be like all right let me just make let me <laughs> fix my life <laughs> right let me take a little bit of initiative right. I also very much appreciate the co-worker who said let's show them lemonade and then take them to lemonade <laughs> and I, you know why I died <laughs> because lemonade on Abbott Kinney is my spot really yes it's a healthy I only go in the, I only go in the airport oh so good yeah so just, good yeah so I that made me that's laugh cute that's <laughs> I appreciate all the Beyonce and Lemonade references. Yes, I know you get your really life every do. time. I really do. So, <laughs> oh, and then before we uh, get say, to the end, we? Molly, yeah. you know, after she sort of feels like defeated and she went home, put on her PJs, and was walking Flavor Flav. Yes, <laughs> she bumps into the dude from the club, Jerry. Jerry, yeah. and it was cute because they had like a cute little. <laughs> unexpected yeah, dynamic and she's I think eating right she's eating <laughs> she's in like her PJs yeah. walking a dog and I think that ties into the idea you were just saying earlier about not trying to control when these situations are going to happen because right. she was caught off guard yeah and look how organic and, and natural said, on the street hey energy. broken pussy <laughs> which is a great way to be addressed <laughs> super would love for a man to call me that <laughs> in public street. right but, but I love the organic combo. nature yeah. of it, of course. Yeah, I love, of course you like, do. Right? I mean, <laughs> come on, who am I? But the but it ties into what I'm saying about apps not working for me. I'm the one that 
you know, catching you on the street like that off guard where I'm not expecting you and I'm not thinking, oh, let me get a man. But it's just like, hey, we just bumped into each other. We just saw each other at the club. And they had a cute little exchange. Broken pussy. Here's Flava Flav. (laughs) And (laughs) and you can kind of sense that something might come of it. Yeah, it seemed it was a nice little uptick for Molly after the shit she had been through this episode to right. say something. Although we've had a heartwarming moment and then had that taken away from us already with right. her. Let's so not get too attached. Right. But I'm, I'm wondering if they're trying to show the difference between app life and real world. Yeah. You know, and if they're going to kind of go into that at all. Because that's what I took from it. Yeah. At least because I could relate to that street section. I think I, I think I took the, the message that I've held on to for a while now, which is you just cannot choreograph these moments where your life changes. Or, you know, most of us just cannot script the time that we meet the person that Preach. we're going to marry. You know? Preach. That's just not something... You can't write that out. And this is something I've tried to do. <laughs> like, write out how Who my life's going to go. And then basically, the first person I date, I'm just fitting you into the story I've already right. written out. you just the right person at the right time. But it doesn't... Right. It doesn't work like that. You can't force people into the narrative that you've already written out. You know, they have their own destiny, their own lives. Now I'm getting very you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm tapping into my inner friend right now. (laughs) I love you. You know, people have their own paths and all that. And so if you meet somebody and the two of you happen to to vibe and it works, then it does. But it's just not something that you can make happen. Right. So. Let go of the idea that you are in control of who you meet. And like, just, as far as that is just concerned. Just be bull. As, just as be thug bull. Because <laughs> he straight up <laughs> knelt down and told his most adorable little girl I've ever seen. Has to be four. So cute. Knelt down and was like, this in is the blood household. In her red outfit <laughs> with her red beads and her red We just going inside to watch the Bear Bears. <laughs> I'm thinking, Bear Bears, this is a new show. She's been practicing her ABBs. <laughs> half smile that she gave in the middle of his speech. She looked at Lawrence like, save me. (laughs) But then I thought, what if she grow up and meet a nigga like me? So then I started doing better, you know, not treating these hoes so bad. I tried to do right by her mom, but her mom's a W-H-O-R-E and a B-I-T-C. He was like, chill out around this child. That's what he was like, she spells fast now, my little Weinstein. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she meet a nigga like me. I even tried to make it work with her moms, but her moms is a H-O-E. So F-U-C-K, her B-I-T-C-H-A-S-S. Hey, hey. Spill fast. She is so smart. She don't wear ABBs and shit. That is the Weinstein up. How you doing, Weinstein? Anyway, bling your shit up, blood. That whole scene. I really hope he is a regular on this show. Has to be. I don't know how anybody And the fact that his name is Thug Yoda. I just can't. I think that's going to be my new AKA. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lawrence is telling Issa about it. And what did she, did she, what she did was she like, say? that's brazy. That's brazy. <laughs> and you know, and that was cute, too, as that's a way crazy. to end the episode. Yeah. Because... I think it was that feeling of home again for right. her. You know, like they had that cute story. Too. Yeah, and it's like this is how you guys tie into each yeah. other's lives. And it's just like that's when I think she had to put her guard down. Like, yeah. okay, let's fix this. Right, because this can be fixed. And he had his suit from the cleaners he's, on the he door. He has an interview tomorrow, An interview babe. in the morning. He's trying, he's you know. He's trying. So he's showing her. He's like pulling out. He's trying to pull out of right. the space he's been in. And she has to meet him halfway. So I thought that right. was a really... I thought Molly meeting... Uh, what was his name? Jerry. Jerry on the street and Issa coming home and sitting with him yeah. and putting her guard down was like a really 
cool, natural, organic way to end the episode. Yeah. It was very real. Because it's familiarity. It's it's showing us without telling us. Issa already knows this man. He doesn't have to say, oh, my God, I was taking out the trash and there's a blood nigga downstairs and he was this. this. Like, she already has that context. Yeah. Because they've been together for so long. And so she is just laughing along with the story because she can see that happening. And the scene where she was rapping, I think she oh, was yeah. at the at office work, like, deciding the if she should go <laughs> yes, home. that's so good. And then the end of it, she was like, I love what she say, but, but I, I love, love you. you. I love you too. And then she's like, "Damn it, I'm going home." Like at the end it. of it, like cause she's arguing with him in her head, and some of it is fucking <laughs> hilarious. I love that this is like her alter I ego. I got a business plan. <laughs> While most of us have journals, <laughs> <laughs> there's a plan, nigga. Start the business. <laughs> That line I took me down. Love this show. But I love that that her rapping into the bathroom mirror is her version of journaling. Yes. Like and, or meditating, Why not? right? <laughs> That's gonna be my new thing now. Yes. I'll be like, you can journal, you can meditate, you can yeah. rap in the mirror. I mean I talk to myself works. in the mirror while I'm doing my skincare routine, which really? takes like an hour. <laughs> So I'm in here like, well, hey, girl, we done another day, I guess. What I do love we need that. to do? Yeah, that's like, such a good idea. In the shower is when I start like separating my thoughts, and then while I'm getting ready for bed, it's just like mentally putting everything away for the day. So that listen, you are listen, rubbing off on me. Hey, Crystal, hey, <laughs> with the nighttime routine. <laughs> I'm you about to write this off down. on me. So, you know, it's like that a way of so mentally dope. unpacking and, and getting ready and for And letting bed the day go. So that I'm not in bed awake for 45 minutes like thinking I do about, all the time. oh, girl. But, you know, also, <laughs> medicine helps with that. <laughs> medicine. <laughs> so, on that note, I think that's going to wrap up our review for episode two of Insecure. Such a great episode. Excited so to good. see what's coming for episode so three. Right. Don't forget to tune in every Sunday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on HBO. And let us know your thoughts by using the hashtag Insecurity. T-E-A. T-E-A. That's how the show. Yes, and hit us up at InsecureHBO on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Insecurity is a Loudspeakers Network production. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our editor is Ty Worley. Our executive producer is Chris Morrow.